Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Happy Hump Day. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only true democracy in talk radio of four and by you, the people. This is a busy week in news, but unfortunately, it is also a sad week. This and last week, we had terrorism attacks in New Jersey, New York and Minnesota. And you would think that with all the Black Lives Matter discussions, protests, even riots, that the behavior by some police officers toward unarmed African-American men would stop or slow down. Well, that's not always the case. We have a couple of things that have taken place that I'm sure many of you, if not most, are aware of, maybe all, but let me bring you up to speed. Yesterday, police shot and killed a black man that they say was armed outside an apartment complex in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, this has set off violent protest. It continued late into the evening last night, left about two dozen people injured. A large crowd of demonstrators gathered near the University of North Carolina at Charlotte last night to protest the killing of Keith Lamont Scott. Now, Mr. Scott was fatally shot by a Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department officer, who I might point out is also African-American. Scott's family insisted he was not armed when he was killed near the university campus. Now, early this morning, protesters shut down traffic on Interstate 85. Some opened up the backs of tractor trailers, took out boxes, set them on fire in the middle of the highway, according to WSOC television. The station spoke to one truck driver who said people stole cargo from her trailer. Police reportedly used flash grenades to break up the crowd. They cleared the highway by this morning. Police said 12 officers were actually injured during these demonstrations. One of them hit in the face with a rock. At least 11 people taken from the demonstrations and treated for non-life-threatening injuries, according to local hospitals. The Attorney General, Loretta Lynch, called on protesters to remain peaceful and criticized the violence that injured law enforcement officers and demonstrators alike. Quote, protest is protected by our Constitution. 
and is a vital instrument for raising issues and creating change. This was during remarks at a conference this morning in D.C. But when it turns violent, it undermines the very justice that it seeks to achieve, and I urge those demonstrating in Charlotte to remain peaceful in their expressions of protest and concern. And I can't, I can't agree more. You can't ask police to stop being violent toward you if you're violent toward them and others, and we need to have all the facts. Was he armed? Was he told to drop his weapon a number of times as police maintain? And I say that because not every time an officer shoots someone, whether they're African-American or not, is the cop a bad cop. Not every time somebody is shot are they the innocent person we portray them to be. But just hang on, Jakes, just hang on, okay? So officers were looking for a suspect. The suspect allegedly had an outstanding warrant, and they were looking at a complex near the university yesterday in the afternoon. They found Scott, 43, sitting in a vehicle in the parking lot. This is what the police said. Now, Scott was not the suspect they were seeking. He got out of the car holding a firearm. The policeman who shot this individual was not wearing a body cam, but other officers were. So we do have video, which we're being told tells a different story than what we're being told. So we don't know whose story. Uh, But they say he was holding a firearm. He got back in the car, according to police. They approached officers, more than one. He emerged from the car with the firearm. And they said he posed an imminent deadly threat to the officers. They subsequently fired the weapon, striking the subject. Now, officers did not find a book where Keith Lamont Scott was shot yesterday, according to Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Officer Chief Kerr Putney today. Scott's family said he was reading a book in his car when he was shot. Cops say didn't find the book. Putney also said that while witnesses and evidence indicate Scott did have that gun, so witnesses are saying that he did have a handgun when he was shot in his hands, but they could not say for certain whether he was pointing the gun at the officers. By the way, if you have a gun and they tell you to put it down, even if you're not pointing, and apparently they told him more than once, they will shoot and shoot to kill. Uh, The officer who shot uh, Scott is Brentley Vinson. He was not wearing a body cam, like I said. He is also an African-American, according to the Washington Post. Now, medics took uh, Mr. Scott to the Carolinas Medical Center. He was pronounced dead there. Detectives said they recovered a firearm that he was holding during the shooting. They interviewed witnesses late until the evening yesterday, and police declined to comment on the make and model of the firearm. They have identified the officer who fired the fatal shot as Brentley Vinson. He's worked for the police force in Charlotte-Mecklenburg since 2014. He's been placed on paid administrative leave pending investigation. That is standard procedure, by the way, in officer-involved shootings. But that is not the only case, okay? That is not the only case. And I'd be remiss if I didn't include it. Although, guys, I wish you had had the materials here for me. uh, for, uh, on, on another shooting, which has a lot of people uh, very upset and 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 questioning uh, as well. Oh, really? I don't I don't see it there at all. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Mm, oh, okay. Thank you. Um, they do have it because I wanted to give you all of the uh, information and to have that um, specific. Like I said, there was another shooting, and I'm sure many of you uh, know. Uh, Just a day before, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was a video that was released, and this video showed an officer shooting and killing an unarmed black man. 
He got out of his SUV, which had been stalled. He was 40 years of age, Mr. Terrence Crutcher. Now, this video, many many, many people have seen it, my, uh, myself included, online, and many people say there is ju- a lot of people in viewing the video. I've seen the post, regardless of who the color is of the person viewing the video, say that Mr. Crutcher was shot wrongly by a police officer. We don't know that necessarily in the situation with Mr. Scott, but we're talking just a couple of days apart, you know, one shooting and then the video coming about, about, uh, out about Mr. Crutcher's shooting. Uh, 40 years of age, he was standing on the side of the road by a broken down vehicle uh, last Friday evening when officers arrived. They ordered him to show his hands. Uh, police said they tasered and shot him after he refused to obey their commands and he reached into the driver's side window of the SUV. Now, this is this is beyond ridiculous. He may have been going for his license and registration. He may have been going for his hearing aid. He may have been going for his glasses because he couldn't see them. He didn't understand the command. I don't know, but I do know this was a man who was unarmed and his car was stalled. It doesn't make him a criminal. Video that we saw yesterday showed him walking with his hands in the air, Mr. Crutcher, and let me tell you something. How many, what, what, what happened after the death of Mr. Ferguson? Uh, I mean, excuse me. Uh, what happened in Ferguson, excuse me, after the death of, of Mr. Brown, right? My hands are up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. My hands are up. We saw on this video yesterday Mr. Crutcher walking with his hands in the air. Real, clearly, clear as day. Now, an attorney for the man's family said the vehicle's window was rolled up when an officer opened fire on him. Now, police say they found PCP in the vehicle, but no weapon. Now, again, our attorney general said the recent shootings in both Charlotte and in Tulsa laid bare friction between law enforcement officials and the regions they police. And can I tell you another thing? We have an election coming up on November 8th. And the people of North Carolina, according to the polls, are liking Donald Trump more and African-Americans in North Carolina and elsewhere. And, and the reason I say that is you need to really think about who your president's going to be and what kind of attorney general they're going to appoint. Because here are the things your potential candidates have said. And, and, and by the way, Donald Trump has just said he supports nationwide on a federal level, national level, search and frisk. Do you know what that means? Open season on racial profiling for African-Americans, and I would imagine anybody brown. You know, if you're Mexican, if you're Muslim, good luck to you. Here is Hillary Clinton, Democratic nominee, responding to the shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This was during an interview with Steve Harvey. We've got to tackle systemic racism, this horrible shooting again. How many times do we have to see this in our country? In Tulsa, an unarmed man with his hands in the air? I mean, this is just unbearable, and it yeah. needs to be intolerable. And so, you know, maybe I can, by speaking directly to white people, say, look, this is not who we are. We've got to do everything possible to improve policing, to go right at implicit bias. There are good, honorable, cool-headed police officers. We've seen them in action in New York over the last you know, 48 hours because of the terrorist attacks. We can do better. We have got to rein in what is absolutely inexplicable, and we've got to have law enforcement respect communities and 
communities respect law enforcement because they have to work together. Here is Donald Trump. He said he was troubled by the shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He is the Republican nominee. Well, as you know, I'm a tremendous believer in the police and law enforcement because we need that for ourselves. We do. And I've really gotten the endorsement from so many different groups. And they're great people. They're great people. Now, great people, you always have problems. You have somebody in there that either makes a mistake, that's bad, or that chokes. I must tell you, I watched the shooting in particular in Tulsa. And that man was hands up. That man went to the car, hands up, put his hand on the car. I mean, to me, it looked like he did everything you're supposed to do. And he looked like a really good man. And maybe I'm a little clouded because I saw his family talking about him after the fact. So you get a little bit, you know, different image, maybe. But to me, he looked like a, you know, somebody that was doing what they were asking him to do. And uh, this young officer, I don't know what she was thinking. I don't know what she was thinking. But I'm very, very troubled by that. Well, at least I agree with them there. But how can you tell somebody's a good person by how they look? That concerns me. Uh, I have some questions for you. We're going to also hear from Terrence Crutcher's twin sister uh, speaking out after the shooting of her brother uh, from CNN later in the program. But I want to get your take at 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Two separate killings of black men. One armed, the other was not. One allegedly armed. One was killed by a white police officer, the other by a black officer. Do you feel this issue is divided among racial lines or among lines of power? Is this an issue divided among lines of race or power? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Do these shootings prove there is a systemic problem between law enforcement and the black community? Or does it only highlight what we already know? And how can this problem be solved, America? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. The helicopter office and the Terrence Crutcher video said he looked like a, quote, bad dude. What does this say about the mindset of police officers approaching a black man in the streets before they even make contact with the person? Isn't this stereotyping? Isn't this mentally racially profiling someone? 888, you heard Donald Trump do it. He looked like a good person. What's a good person look like? 888 Leslie, 888-653-7543. Neither of the officers who shot and killed Mr. Crutcher or Mr. Scott were wearing body cameras. Does the process of equipping every officer on the streets with a body cam need to be expedited? 8886 Leslie. And once these events happen, should the video be made available to the public immediately? 8886537543. Both Mr. Crutcher and Mr. Scott were tased before they were fatally shot by officers. Why weren't the officers able to take down these men with their tasers? Isn't that what you do? Right? You apprehend them. If you can't, excuse me, you, 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 you use the taser so that you can cuff them. You don't need to shoot them after using a taser unless the taser can't take them down. And not all these people are the Incredible Hulk. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. I mean, weren't these designed specifically to subdue suspects without having to kill them? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. In your opinion, why do the protests that often follow these shootings turn violent? 
Why are the protesters willing to destroy their own communities, hurt people in their own communities? I mean, there was a fire set on I-85 after Keith Scott was killed. You tell me. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Guys, should we break or should I do a couple more? We're going to take a break. We'll be back to your calls. 8886-LESLIE tweets. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. More after this. Leslie Marshall, when the truth matters. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Leslie in your pocket. Go to LeslieMarshallShow.com forward slash members. Let's get to the calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Starting in Arizona, on line two with Paul, listening on KPHX. Hey, Paul, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Andre. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Well, um, you know, I, I don't know if there's very much I can add than uh, what points that you've already uh, brought, but um, you know, I, I've been I've been looking at it all day. I've been watching interviews, and uh, um, I mean, I, I want to address this woman in an interview who said that she was an uh, eyewitness to uh, Keith Scott's shooting. Okay. Now, now, all in the same interview, <clears throat> she uh, she says that he has a book. Um, but then, you know, in the same interview, she says he's got a book in his hand and then he gets out of the car with his hands up and then it turns that he has a book in his lap. I mean, this alone brings on a lot of questions as to how close she was to be able to spot a book on his lap. If he got out of the car with his hands up in the air, empty handed, you know, where, where, where was this book? Um, you know, even just the hands up, if the cops are sticking with this one story that he came out of the the car with a gun, then I, I really can't see, you know, where this book narrative comes in. If it was on his lap, if it was in his hands, but he came out with his hands up. I mean, it's just conflicting look, stories. Look, I don't have all the facts, but based on what I hear, okay, sure. um, you know, and, and what I've seen. Okay, clearly, uh, in Tulsa, with the video of Terrence Crutcher, in my opinion, that man had his hands up, was unarmed, and I don't even think he should have been tased, uh, never mind uh, shot. Uh, Mr. Scott, I don't know if he had a book. I have not seen the body cam footage. There are numerous witnesses that said he had a gun. If, in fact, he had a gun, still should not have been shot, but if he was told to put his weapon down, one or more times, that is police protocol nationwide. And I, don't, yes, I may not agree well, with I mean, it, may not agree with it but it is how Crutcher, it is. Um, it has been said by the uh, police that he refused to follow more than two dozen commands. Of course, we can't hear that on the uh, dash cam footage or the helicopter footage. But, I mean, as far as... Yes, We're going to take a break. Hold on. I'm not going to hang up on you, okay? i got to take a break. I didn't realize I was that pressed against time. Hang on. We'll be back with you if you're holding. Don't go away. You want to join us? 8886 Leslie. Back after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 8886 Leslie.
Tired of the screaming? Leslie Marshall, just telling it like it is. We're back. Let's go back to our caller, Paul in Arizona, line two. Uh, Paul, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Go ahead and uh, finish up with uh, your points. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I was, uh, we, we were talking about Terrence uh, Crutcher, and um, from what I understand, one, the, the lady that uh, used deadly force, for, from what I'm reading, the reports that I'm getting is that she was not equipped with the taser. Now, what she was doing out in the field without a taser, if those reports are correct, is completely beyond me. But um, from what I understand, Terrence Crutcher refused to follow more than two dozen commands to get down on the ground. He approached her car in an open window. Now, yes, I, I, I would put it in uh, the idea that it was excessive force to uh, even be telling him to get on the ground because this is just a man who is uh, trying to get home, whose car stalled. But, you know, people are very, very quick to uh, jump to this, to, to make it a race issue. I mean, I, I want to ask, and, I'm you know, this is no attack on you, but, for, more for your listeners, if they can, um, if if any of these names are recognizable to them, William Bowers, or Dylan Noble, or Zachary Hammond, or Daniel Kevin Harris, Daniel Kevin Harris, for whom was death and shot, man, I think it was just last month. Now, these are people all in 2016, all white, all unarmed, shot by by police. And and none of these names sound familiar whatsoever. Well, actually, some of them did did to me. Dylan Noble, I can't speak for everybody else. But you have an excellent point, no, no question. And actually, this makes it, quite frankly, I don't know why there are those that don't come out. Then maybe it is not about race. Maybe it is about power. Maybe a police reform is needed even more so. Not, But when you look at the numbers... If you look at the numbers, I can't remember, USA Today, Washington Post, they broke down the numbers, and this is prior to the shootings that we're talking about right now, um, but it, it was just so disproportionately African-American that were stopped and shot versus white. It doesn't mean it's right, obviously, to kill a white person either. And then again, why isn't there outrage from the white community? Are they not aware of it? Are they not paying attention to it? Or is it because it's not at the numbers it is in the African-American community that the white community is angered enough to speak out about it? It could be one or the other, I agree. And uh, also, I mean, media coverage. Um, a lot of these people, I, you know, there weren't hashtags. Um, and, you know, at the same time, like I said, Daniel Kevin Harris, he was a deaf man. This was just last month. Uh, he's still led the police all the way back to his house instead of pulling over right away, and I would make the argument that he should have pulled over right away, just like I make the argument that Terrence Crutcher should have dropped to the ground when given the command. A lot of people are under the impression the police are too jumpy that they should take on less fatal tactics when uh, trying to dissolve a, a hostile situation. But then, you know, I'll ask them, why test them? Why, why go against what their orders or commands are being why act in a way that is defiant instead of compliant? And, and maybe these situations wouldn't result in, in fatal takedowns. Well, I think they're all valid questions, and I, and I think that it just highlights why this situation calls for reform. 
uh, which Hillary Clinton says that we need. I haven't heard about uh, reform coming from uh, Donald Trump's camp. Let's go to Troy in Virginia, line three, listening on TuneIn. Troy, good afternoon. What's up, Leslie? What's going on? Now, I'm going to cover those three bases for you. Well, I'm just going to throw it out there. You said something earlier. You said that African-Americans uh, in North Carolina may be going for Donald Trump. They're not really going for Donald Trump because they like him. Well, let's keep it 100. They want anarchy in this country. You know what I'm saying? Because black folks have been the, been the back burner, the back burner, or the backboard, or the backboard, or the back whatever, for the Democratic Party, and we haven't gotten no policies out of them. So, you know, it's like, yeah, let's throw a racist in the White House. So we know the country can tear itself well, off. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, agree with you there. And actually, we, you know, how much time do you have for us to go through specifics under Democratic well, administrations? Democratic administrations, the opportunity African Americans have had. I'm just curious, um, since you don't like the current president, uh, the former president was a Repu- was a Republican. Yeah. Um, and and what what did George Bush do for the African American community Nothing. specifically? At least we know our race is up and down. We, 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 this is how we feel. Okay. We feel so right Donald now. Trump. Donald Trump wants to implement a national stop and frisk program, which would hey, increase. Wait, 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 which would increase racial profiling for African Americans. Are you comfortable with that? Hell yeah, we're comfortable with it because you know we've been that's but that's BS. If you're comfortable with it, then why? If you're comfortable with it, then why is there rioting? If you're comfortable you know with why it, why is there protesting? You know no, you're not. I'm gonna tell you why it's rioting. You want the answer? I'm going to give you the question. Um, yes, want the answer, I do want to know. To I want to hear. We want riots are going on the streets right now because we're tired of white supremacy. That's what this is all about. So, we, so let me tell you right now we're going to start going down. When okay, wait a minute. You're president, calling the first African-American president a racist. You got, a, a fir- you got an African. Wait, 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 wait. You know what? You remind me of my kids. You're okay. so upset. You just want to be heard, but you're not listening. Conversation's right. two ways, okay? One. Two. You, you you remind me of my kids also in the way that you, you want everything, yet you don't know what you want. That's revolution sometimes, though. When you're not the, when you're not the race in power, you, you, you go anywhere. You see what I'm saying? You're going to be uh, – you're not, you're not going to be the ra- – well, you uh, uh, color people or people of color, in other words, people who are not white, will be the race in power in 2054. And how do you think that's going to change things? Let me tell you something, Les. Let's keep it 100. The way you get rid of white supremacy to produce a system of justice, as one man said during Katrina, he said, "Is we got to exterminate white people. We got to stop." Well, I can't talk to you problem. anymore. I cannot. I'm, you're done. You're done. I will not have anybody on my show. I don't care what gender, color, political ideology, religion, culture you come from, ethnicity, whatever you are. I will not have anyone advocate violence or death of another human being, period. Let's continue. 8886-LESLIE, you got to exterminate white people, yet Donald Trump's a white person, and you just said you're going to vote for him. Do you understand how contradictory and hypocritical you sound? Let's go to Cliff in Virginia, line one, also listening on TuneIn. Cliff, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for joining us. Uh, First of all, um, just to quickly address that previous caller, I'm an African-American man, and I would venture to say that that gentleman does not speak for the vast majority of African-American people in this country. Uh, that person is clearly angry. That person may even be disturbed, and he's not speaking on behalf of the black community. So I just want to put that out there for you, the caller. I think part of the challenge in this country is that America is going through a metamorphosis. 
uh, as it relates to race relations, as it relates to gender equality, as it relates to sexual orientation, and this, and marginalized groups in this community are rising up and challenging for equal fairness um, in their lives. And I think what we're starting to see in these perimeter areas where people that have power, i.e. law enforcement, they're taking matters into their own hands um, in, in manners that is really not reflective of the Constitution. Uh, Mr. Crutcher has rights as an American citizen. Um, and his rights, if he is not breaking the law, the police do not have the right to exterminate him. It is, uh, if there's no, uh, a police officer is to deploy deadly force when there's imminent danger. And if a gentleman has his hands up, a well-trained police officer recognizes that they're not in imminent danger. So whether the victim is black, white, uh, from Mars, whatever, what have you, we cannot violate American citizens' rights. And I think so one of the reasons why we're seeing rioting and anger and frustration from African Americans in particular is that a lot of African Americans, especially African Americans along the lower socioeconomic ladder, there is a sense of hopelessness because what happens is when they see law enforcement commit these atrocities, and then these atrocities are exacerbated because local and state government work in um, collusion with law enforcement to protect these officers when they clearly have broken the law, that's what creates the, uh, the anger. And I'm glad you brought up the point about the presidential election, because if we elect Donald Trump as our next president, we won't have an attorney general like Loretta Lynch that will be an advocate and, and will do due process to make sure that justice is served when these incidents occur. So people really need to stop being angry. They need to be strategic and focused about the issues. They need to be empowered, and they really need to just back down from this anger because anger gets you nowhere. Every person that I know that has made a positive impact in this country did it using nonviolence and using intelligence, whether that's Dr. Martin Luther King, whether it's Thurgood Marshall, whether it was Cesar Chavez, whether it was the LGBT community activists that we see, they use intellect and nonviolence to create positive change. Very well said. All right, thank you. I appreciate the call and look forward to speaking to you again, Cliff. I think you've called us before and look forward to the next time. Uh, let's. Uh, can we take one more, guys, then break? Okay, let's go to Gene in New Mexico, line four, listening on KTRC. Hi, Gene. Good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. I'm a first-time caller, but I felt compelled after listening to your question to respond today because what I have seen over um, the last few years is that, well, actually it's been going on longer than that. People want a simple solution to a very complex problem. And they're looking to, uh, when you ask the question, is it power or is it racism? In my opinion, there's some of both. I live in New Mexico where one of our cities, Albuquerque, has been under investigation by the Department of Justice because of excessive uh, murders and um, or killings by the police department 
many of those have been white officers shooting white people. And a lot of these people that have been shot have been mentally ill. They have yeah, we've seen that. We saw that here in Los Angeles, where, quite frankly, uh, in one of the cases, uh, unfortunately, I, in my opinion, the police were wrong, and the 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 judge, jury, uh, DA, they all ruled in favor of the police. However, there was another case just recently where that was not the case, and the police were found to have been uh, wrongful in their shooting of a mentally ill individual. Excellent point you bring up. Please continue. Yes, and we have two police officers at this time who are going to trial for this particular case. Now, in this case, they had the the suspect, a mentally ill homeless man who was camping in the mountains, was surrounded by a team of officers, all of whom were heavily armed. I'm not sure if they were SWAT team, but they were certainly uh, supposedly a well-trained group of men. They also had a police dog who had cornered this man. This man was armed with a knife. He was trying to surrender, and this was called on videotape, and it was really a national story. I mean, I don't know if you remember seeing it on the news, but just the the, the whole circumstances that surrounded it were so horrific. And so there was no need to use, in my opinion, that kind of excessive force when you had like five or six officers and a police dog, all of the officers armed with guns, and I don't know if there were assault weapons, but I wouldn't be surprised. And this one lone man had a knife. To me, that seems like overkill. And to me, part of the problem is that we have militarized the police to such an extent that these guys, a lot of them, who, by the way, are returning, many of them returning vets, they can't distinguish between police work and being a paramilitary group. That's interesting. Uh, uh, Interesting uh, what you say. Thank you for your call. Very uh, interesting. And don't be a stranger. Give us a call again. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your calls after this. This is a very emotionally charged issue, obviously. Uh, It should be, because we're talking about life and death. Leslie Marshall, when the truth matters. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. If you miss Leslie on TV this week, catch up at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Go to the calls, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Joe in Phoenix is on line five. Joe, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Um, so uh, I was in the Army, and I um, 
went to Iraq and Afghanistan, so I know about uh, stopping cars and uh, stop it, stop and frisk, stop and frisk. And for, first of all, thank you all for that. thank you for your service uh, with with uh, arms in hand and all that. And so the the cops, it really has absolutely nothing to do with whether the occupant of the vehicle did something wrong or not. Uh, it is the cop himself or herself generally uh, in the wrong position where the only the only recourse was uh, gunplay where uh, if you approach a vehicle from the passenger uh, or the driver door from the back the the driver can't stick the gun out at you or if you're that concerned about your own personal safety as a police officer you get the person out of the car before you even approach the vehicle they have their hands on the roof of the car, et cetera. So it's really just, uh, you know, because there's no um, no national standard for policing, you know, in America other than the federal, federal law enforcement. So cops just kind of do what they think is right, and then all of a sudden in the middle of the night a black guy, you know, is fidgeting around in, their, in, his, in the seat, and the cop just shoots the dude because he has an eight can't think of anything else at that time. So. Interesting. Okay, so what's your take on tasing an individual and then shooting them, especially one who we know from video, certainly without question, was unarmed? Yeah, so I don't know how you have to shoot someone after you tase them. Once once you tase them, you should, at, not that it's right, once you tease them, tase them, you should be able to beat the crap out of them, right? And then, but that's, or cuff them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's really, I think it is uh, maybe the soldier mindset. Like, I lived in fear, but I had no fear in Iraq and Afghanistan because you can't enjoy your job if you're just scared all the time. But I think cops are scared because they're just doing their job the wrong way. I mean, if, if it's your time, it's your time. But you approach a car the right way. Right. Guys, not gonna be able to put so. So, would you agree? There's reformation needed within the police department, and retraining uh, is as part of that reform that is needed. Yeah, and I think uh, um, I think the brutality and cop uh, and legally sanctioned cop killing are two different issues. But I think I think the people beating the crap out of the random black guy, they're the racists. But I think. Uh, like these, the Baton Rouge, and then the other one, just they had no, they couldn't think outside the box. So the the first option was shoot the guy. You know, it wasn't racist. It was just I was I panicked. Okay, but but, but, but what not may not be racist the shooting. The the racist that people feel, and I, I got to say, I'm a white chick, and I can see you know there's some definitely uh, you know justification with this feeling, which is why is it always you know if if I'm sitting by the side of the road in my car, okay, and my car is stalled, and I'm waiting for AAA or whatever, I, I'll put money on it. No cop's gonna come over to me and ask what I'm doing there. I'm a white right, female, yeah. okay, yeah. and and and, and yeah, it's I mean, an African American ma- an African American male sitting there as the cops approach them. That's racist. If they're approaching African Americans at a disproportionate level, which we know they are, we know that not only from a federal investigation of Ferguson, but we we, we know that if you just look at the numbers in in police incidences across the country that we have become aware of. Oh yeah, I, I was just addressing um, um, 
deadly, deadly action in general. I say just the, just the deadly force. Okay. Yeah, All right. Thank violations you. Violations of violations of the the Fourth Amendment are uh, absolutely you know across the board, every state, every city. All right, Joe, and again, thank you for your service. Call me again, okay? Let's go to James quickly. Line two. James, one sentence, please. Hello. Uh, Go ahead. If you are that afraid, you should go into another line of work. All right. Okay. If you're going to be that shaky uh, with your finger. And the guy in Baton Rouge was was tased also, too, before. Yeah, that seems to be the M.O., tased then shoot. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you did it. You followed a woman's directions. I am so proud of you. If I weren't married, I'd marry you. I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a great afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow here on the Only True Democracy and Talk Radio. And a shout out to Steve and Andrew, my great crew today. Steve filling in for Marky Mark. Have a great afternoon and evening. We'll be back tomorrow. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love.